1059 The Region, in partnership with REMAX Prime Properties, present On the Market, real estate advice that works for you. Have a real estate question? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 1059 The Region or email us at info at 1059theregion.com. You're listening to 1059 The Region and welcome to On the Market. This is York Region's exclusive radio real estate show. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host and real estate expert is Asif Khan with Remax Prime Properties. Good morning, Asif. Good morning, Tina. And joining us here in studio this morning is Heather Cooper, also from Remax, and we're going to talk about these early days of 2019. Is it buyers? Is it sellers? What's happening on the market? It's been crazy busy. I mean, if you think about January... the year didn't really start until about the seventh. So, the la- from the seventh, the you know the first week or so after that has just been phenomenal. And and this is something that we talked about uh, earlier on, where we said expect this to be like two thousand and nine. And you know, Heather, you're out and about, and you had a crazy couple of weekends. How what was that like? Out of nowhere, the buyers just came out in full force. I This weekend alone, I showed for four different, actually five different clients. I was out last night. I'm going out again tonight. And the, that's unusual. This, this early. time of year. Yeah, for, the, for, yeah, this early. Okay. for this early in January, absolutely. And I think there was just so much pent-up demand last year that as soon as the holidays were done, it's a new year, fresh start, everybody's just ready to go. Now, Asif, you talked about 2009. And for those of us who do not have that memory like you do, what was it like in 2009? So we just came out of a mini recession. Remember, that's when the U.S. tanked and, and they had that long, drawn-out recession. Well, Canada was lucky. We only had about three or four months of a recession. And as we got into January, people were just tired of the negativity. They were tired about hearing about how bad things are going to be. And they came out and said, nothing's really happening in Canada. We are going to buy a house. And that was probably the first year that the spring market jumped up into an early winter market. So we started to see homes selling mid-January to late-January rather than the traditional March-April. And that continued for 10 years. That continued until about 2017, actually. So you're going to start to see that happening again. If you think about the, the market in York Region, last year in January, we had 624 sales for York Region. If you think about what happened this year, we've had 210 sales. Now, At the midway point, you're going to say that's not a lot of sales, but think about it. Kids didn't go back to school until the 6th or 7th this year, the 7th, I believe it was, and we've only had one full week of sales, so that's phenomenal to have that many sales in that short a period. Last year in January, the kids went back earlier, so you know the market started to to amp up a little bit sooner than it did this year. So we're going to start to see that continue. And as we get into the last couple of weeks of January, the first few weeks of February, things are really going to get heated. And in terms of that activity, do you then anticipate that we're going to see uh, bidding wars, wars and, you know, sold over asking, is that going to come back as well? It's back. It's back. We've had agents in our office in bidding wars already in the first 15 days of January. But here's the scary part, Tina. No, buyers have been saying prices are going to fall. I'm going to wait. Prices are going to fall. Check out these numbers. So last year for January, Aurora was selling at $795,000 
which was their their median for the year, or $879,000 was the average for the year. If you look at Aurora's median this year, it's $830,000. If you look at East Willenbury, last year their median was $750,000. This year it's $915,000. So every market that we're looking at pretty much has gone up. If you look at Markham, Markham's median this year is $791,500. And Markham's median last year was 785 for January. So we're starting to see huge price increases. And, and this is because the market is bouncing back to a normal market. Last year in January, we were comparing it to the January before. It was an apples to oranges. Now we can actually get an apples to apples comparison. And, and when you start to see prices increasing and inventory coming down, because right now we have just as much inventory, actually a little bit less inventory than we did last year in January. So last year in January, we had 3,197 active listings. Right now we have 3,142. So as inventory starts to come down, prices start to climb because it's a supply and demand equation. So buyers are realizing that, that prices are not dropping and that they're going to need to get into the market. And that's why agents like Heather are are seeing such an increase in activity. And in, and in terms of that activity, Heather, sorry to interrupt you. Um, what What were they asking you? What did they want to know? So I've got buyers that are coming out and like Asif was saying about the inventory, I'm having trouble finding them the properties. They're saying, what do you do in those situations when there just isn't that house on that street for sale? What do you do? I get out there. I door knock. I send out flyers. I let them know that I've actually got a buyer for them. It's not, it's not fluff. This is for real. The buyers are out and they're ready. And that seems very much a, a grassroots approach. And is that what is necessary right now? It really is because you, you're getting back to the basics because this is not a market that a lot of the realtors are used to. If you think about the realtors that have come into the business in the last three or four years, they have no idea what a normal market is. And this is where experience counts. And you really need to know that your realtor has worked in all different markets because this is when you're going to benefit. We get a lot of, uh, uh, well, over the last week or so, we've had maybe seven, eight calls of people saying, hey, I want to list my house in the spring. But the best thing for them to do would be if they're ready to go, you got to list it now. There's less competition. You're going to get more money for your home because there's a lot of people out there looking. And Heather, it's obvious that you're very excited about this activity, but are they coming to you looking for homes or wanting to put their homes up for sale and wanting to be first out of the gate? What are you hearing? Well, I've got both. So I've got people who are listing and buying. I've got some people that are downsizing, some people moving up. I've got um, first-time buyers as well that are coming in and just trying to get into the market. They sat waiting last year to see what would happen and decided, you know what, we need to get on it. We're showing them that the prices are going up. They're seeing the stats. Everything's being released. They're putting all the information together and saying, you know what, we need to act now and let's not wait till springtime. Let's let's get ahead of the game. We're also getting people that are they're very savvy and and they're looking at the interest rates right now and saying wow, I'm paying $2,000 rent right now, whereas my mortgage would be $1,800. So how do I get into that? So our lenders are really busy right now pre-qualifying people because a lot of these times, people that are renting don't know that they can afford to buy and it's actually going to be cheaper for them. So we've had a few of those calls as well where people that have rented for the last two or three years are now getting into the market. I see that the two of you are very excited about what's going on right now on the market. (laughs) 
It is. It's very exciting. And I'm really happy for my clients that there is activity. They can move forward. They can, you know, have that dream of having their first place. And and, sure. and even in bidding wars, you're not getting those crazy bidding wars because that was really frustrating for us. And I think you remember when we would come in and say, yeah, we were in three bidding wars last night and, and you know, things were going 100,000, 50,000 over. It's, that's not good for the market because mm-hmm. that's frustrating for the clients. And there was buyer fatigue. People just said, I'm just going to stop. That's right. And now they're looking at the market. These same people are looking at the market and saying, all right, this is a normal market. I can afford to be in this market. And even if they're in a bidding war, it's not guaranteed that they're going to pay 50000 or or 100000 over. They may get it for asking. They may get it for $10,000 more. So you got to jump on these properties while they're out there. All right. Heather will be back a little later on in the show with this week's hot listing. And when we come back, we learn more about reverse mortgages and how to make them work for you. Stay with us. You're listening to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. You're listening to 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's only radio real estate show, I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host is Asif Khan with Remax Prime Properties. Thank you, Tina. Joining us next on the show is Asif Kasim, the principal broker at Integrity Tree Solutions. And we're going to be talking about reverse mortgages. Asif, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, guys. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good, thank you. Good, good. Asif, we were talking a lot about the bank of mom and dad and how people can help their kids get into the housing market. So tell us a little bit about, you know, how parents can use the equity in their home to get their kids set up for future success in home ownership. Okay. Um, Right now, with the way things are in the mortgage industry, uh, things are obviously much tighter, much harder. So a lot of first-time home buyers aren't qualifying to uh, get a mortgage through your traditional sources. And there is a product called the reverse mortgage uh, through Home Equity Bank, which is being offered out there. And it's been around for, I mean, about 40 years or so. Um, Within the last few years, it's become a hot topic because there's a lot of aging generation out there with wealth in their homes. They own their homes, but they're not aware that they could take out the equity and utilize it to or for a variety of things, such as giving it to their children so that they can qualify. And, and you know, I, I just heard that this week too, where someone was saying, hey, you know what, we are paper rich, but cash poor. And and this is a great solution to be able to use that money that, that you have on paper and convert it to actual hard dollars. Yeah, exactly. It, what happens is most of the I would call them baby boomers. Uh, baby boomers. They are sitting on a home that's paid off, free and clear, and they're unaware that they can actually access that equity and not have to pay a mortgage payment. The thing is, for years, the banks, the big five, would say it's a bad product, and a lot of that had to do with they didn't want to lose their market share. They didn't want to lose a client. Now it's more than obvious that it's a great product and it's very useful. What we're doing now is a lot of mortgage professionals are looking at the reverse mortgage as a solution to help first-time home buyers. So simplifying it, I would go to mom and dad and say, hey, listen, you have your home, you're sitting on lots of equity, 
why don't we take out half of that equity or a portion of that equity up to half and give some of it to your children to help them qualify today? Because without that money, they're not going to necessarily qualify. And why do you think they would go ahead and do that? And, and isn't that taking on more debt? It is taking on more debt. However, they're not paying a mortgage payment. So think of it this way. Um, there are a large, there is a large portion of seniors that own their home and they, they're living hand to mouth and their pensions aren't covering it. They didn't have RSPs. Many of the people who moved to the country many years ago, all they knew was pay off your house. What they don't know is that, okay, you have to have an RSP or TFSA or investments or something of that nature. So what ended up happening is they paid off their home, but now they're struggling to live a daily life. Medication costs are going up. They can't go on a vacation. They can't enjoy their senior years. So what this product allows is for them to say, hey, I can actually live my life. I can take out the money, and it doesn't cost me. It's not taxable. And I think you raise a really good point there because I think you're talking about that immigrant community. Mm -hmm. And I'm among those who, you know what, the parents came to this country and all they did was work towards paying off that home. Mm -hmm. Now that they've done that, though, do you think that they're going to be reluctant to not only take on more debt, and you address that, but is this risky at all? It's not risky. There, there's no real risk to it. Because even with the company that provides us, even if the value were to drop, there's no neg uh, negative impact to the client. Essentially, you can live on your years until you pass away, and then the remainder of that equity gets sold and then paid out to your estate. Now, what, what type of mortgage payments are they making when they borrow this money? Is there a payment that they have to make each month that uh, you were saying how there's, uh, you know, you can insure this mortgage as well. So, you know, maybe tell us a little bit about the back end of this because okay, it so, sounds really exciting on the front end. So how it works is this way. Um, let's say you have a home and this is just for, for example purposes. You have a home for 400,000. I can give you. Let's say 200000 So mom, dad, here's 200000 you can live off of. It's not taxed at that point. It's not taxed at all. There are no mortgage payments to be made for the rest of your life living in there. You owe 200000 What happens is the interest accrues over the years. So maybe, again, for, for illustration purposes, you take out 200 this year. Next year, you owe 205 The year after, you owe 210 and so on and so forth. And by the time you've passed away, maybe you owe 300 on a property that was once worth 400 but keep in mind it's also appreciating. So it's going up relatively same level as your interest cost. So then you pass away, house gets sold, the equity now goes to the estate. There's no mortgage payments to be made at all. And all you have to do is maintain your property taxes and your insurance, your uh, home insurance. That's interesting. Now, now, what about uh, insuring this mortgage? So, you know, how do you insure a mortgage that you're taking out, not making payments on? Are you making some sort of payment on that aspect of it? Because a lot of banks, when you're taking out a mortgage and you know you're in your senior years, they they want it insured. So, how do you get around that? It's actually, I don't believe it's insured behind the scenes uh, through one of the mortgage insurers, such as Canada Guarantee, Generous, or CMHC. But there is a way of planning for all of this with insurance, life insurance. So if you have the time and you have the ability to do so, what you could do is come up with a plan to say, Mom, Dad, 
we're going to take out an insurance policy for you to cover the money that you have borrowed. So when the time does come, when you eventually pass away, then that insurance kicks in, pays out the difference that you already owe. Now the house goes back to being free and clear. And now you can will that over to the kids as a free and clear home. Wow, it seems too good to be true. And you often hear that when if it's too good to be true, it often is. Mm -hmm. What do you say to that? I would say at the end of the day, there are costs involved, obviously. Uh, The interest rate's a, a little higher. And are you giving away a portion of the equity. Let's say it's not insured. Yes, you are giving away part, part of the uh, equity. And a lot of children will look at that and say, well, we're losing the entire house or we're losing half of what we could have made. Well, money to you in your hand today is worth much more than waiting to see if you're going to get that money. Life changes, things happen, rules change. I'd rather take the money, get into a home today and start my family versus waiting till mom and dad pass away and renting an apartment in the meantime, or living in the basement, whatever it may be. And what we often hear is, you know, we had Tim Hudak on the show a few weeks ago talking about what are millennials going to be able to purchase? And this is a great opportunity. If if your parents are boomers and, and they have this equity, this is a great opportunity for them to pass that wealth down. And us of Offline, we were discussing generational wealth and how this is a great way to set up generational wealth. Yep. Touch on that a little bit. So historically, um, again, many immigrants coming to this country, they weren't taught these things. And, and as we all know, the education system doesn't teach finance to children. So, I mean, that's a whole other segment altogether. Mm-hmm. But, and they say it's coming. And they say it's coming, yes. <laughs> um, I would say if you have the ability to stand back and plan all this stuff out, you can create a a shift of wealth from parent to child that can, it may not help the parent immediately, but you will help out the children and their children and so on and so forth. So you could accumulate wealth. Um, and there's so many things that can be done with that. Uh, not only could you help them move into a home, which, you know, Real estate tends to be your biggest asset over time, but you're helping them with investments. They're helping them pay down their debt. So there's, there's other ways of looking at wealth. It's not strictly just the asset, but reducing debt as well. So there are a lot of things that can be done with that. I've been in the industry for about 15 years now. And now, after all of these years, within the last two years, I've shifted from dealing with a lot of first-time home buyers to dealing with more of an elderly generation. And and that's strictly because they have all the wealth. So how do we work with them to shift that wealth over to their kids so their kids can enjoy that now versus waiting till later on? And rules could be different later on. This is just great information. I mean, this is almost like a family wealth planning seminar in the making because I think this not only helps the, the seniors that are out there listening, but also helping them set up their children and, and, you know, in, in turn, having them set something up for their children. So this, you know, I think people should be booking appointments with us to, to go through this in more detail. And I'd love to learn more about it as well. And where can people get a hold of you to get more information, to set up an appointment so that they can start working on this? Well, they can go to our website at integritytree.ca. And there's different sections of uh, integritytrees.ca. There's the mortgage section, accounting, uh, insurance, small loans. And within all those realms, we touch upon things such as reverse mortgages and planning. 
what they can do is sit down with myself or one of our agents and actually have a full review of their circumstance and take a look at what the best option is. Because with all of this also comes things like accounting. There has to be some estate planning and tax planning and things of that nature. So, Is this something that people can only do if they don't have a mortgage on a home or would this be would you be able to do it as a second mortgage uh, you could do it as a second mortgage often what happens is let's say i live in a home and i have a small mortgage 50,000 100,000 and i may qualify to take out 3 or 400 i may pay out the first mortgage with that money and now i don't have to pay any payments and and the benefit really simplifying it is Here's money you could use to enjoy your life, and you don't have to pay for it. That's really simplified version of it. I love it. <laughs> how do we, Where do I sign up? Exactly. And how do we learn more one more time? Where do people connect with you? You would go to integritytree.ca. Uh, that's the website for the company. And we, we can, uh, there's phone numbers, emails, and everything there. Uh, and we'll be happy to sit with you. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Asif. Thank when you. we come back, we get to your real estate questions and this week's hot listing. And just a reminder, if you missed any part of our show, go to 1059theregion.com and click on Schedule to Find On The Market and our list of shows. You're listening to 1059 The Region. Stay with us. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's exclusive radio real estate show on 105.9 The Region. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host is Asif Khan with REMAX Prime Properties. Time now for our listener questions. The first one comes from Vanna in Maple. She says homes in her neighborhood were selling very quickly last year. If her area is in such high demand, why can't she sell her house on her own and save the money? What do you think? That's a great question. And, you know, in a heated market, you always get that. Now, how often was it last year that you saw a for sale by owner sign? It was very rare. It's only in the really hot markets that people think they can sell their home. There's a lot that goes into selling a home. So one, there's exposure. You have to make sure that you're marketing your home to as many people as possible. Secondly, security. So how are you vetting the people that are coming in? Because if you're going through a real estate company, these people are vetted. They have to come in with someone that's insured, a real estate agent that knows these clients, and they know that you know they're not going to be coming back and breaking into your home and stealing everything afterwards. So security, marketing, and then also negotiations. So realtors are skilled in negotiating the best deal for their clients. So how would you be able to negotiate that deal as well? So if all three of those, if you can handle all three of those and, and be able to spend the thousands of dollars on marketing that it would take to expose your home because it wouldn't be on the MLS. So how would you expose your home to that many people in order to create the traffic that's going to give you possibly multiple offers and the price that uh, that you want in the end? The other thing is when you sell your home privately, the banks will look at that because what you're looking at is the net price. So when a person is coming in to make an offer, they're going to be saying, okay, this house sold for this much dollars, so $800,000, but say 5% of that was commission. So I'm going to go in and I'm going to offer less because they're not paying commission to anybody. So you're already going to get lower offers. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure when the last time I heard... Uh, 
an owner selling their house and being able to generate multiple offers, it usually doesn't happen uh, because people that are coming in to purchase privately want a deal. So if you're prepared to get a little bit less and, and, and you're okay with the security aspect of it or the insecure aspect of it, then yeah, you can try it on your own. But in the end, if you look at how quickly homes were selling in the area last year, look at the percentage of them that were sold by a realtor and it's going to be a very high percentage. Terrific. Okay, our next question comes from Rose in Markham. Her home was on the market for about a month late last fall, but after two months, she decided, you know what, I'm just going to press pause. And she wants to know now, when is a good time this spring to once again list her house? And should she proceed with the same agent? Great questions again. Now, it depends on the relationship you have with your agent. Uh, when you pulled it off the market, what was the reasoning behind that? Was it just because it was quiet? Because usually late fall, it is going to be a quieter market than than right now even. So if you want to wait until the spring, you're going to have a lot of traffic. The other thing that you're going to have is you're going to have a lot of people hitting the market at that same time. So you're going to have competition. In each subdivision, there's only about six to eight different models of a home. So if you have a lot of homes on the market, chances are there's two or three homes that are the same model as yours that are up at the same time, and that becomes a price game. The best time for you to sell is late January. Get on the market, jump the gun on the spring market so that you're going on without competition and you still have this huge pool of buyers that are just getting started. So, you know, I wouldn't wait until spring. I would try to jump the gun, get on the market late January or so in the next week and uh, and let's get uh, your home sold. All right. Asif, how do our uh, listeners connect with you directly? They can uh, go to the website, 1059theregion.com, click on the On the Market tab, and you can fill out the contact sheet there, or you can email me directly at asif, A-S-I-F, at thehomeshop.ca. Just before we go, this week's hot listing joining us back again is Heather Cooper from REMAX Prime Properties. Heather, over to you. Thanks, Tina. This week I'm going to talk about a great corner unit condo townhouse. Now this is in the high demand area of Agincourt. It's just south of Markham. It's four bedrooms with a finished basement, so you've got lots of space. It's over 1,200 square feet. It's close to transit, schools, all of that. It's been updated. It's got hardwood floors throughout, a walkout to the deck, and a fully fenced yard. New roof, new doors, new garage doors as well. It's it's it's, it's very affordable for the price. It's five hundred and ninety nine thousand nine hundred. The maintenance fees on this, because it is a condo townhouse, are four hundred dollars a month. But let me tell you, that includes your snow removal, your landscaping, your water, any window repair, door repairs, roof repairs, storm doors, all of that. Asif, what do you think about this property? Agent Court is a really hot area because you're you're so close to transit. You're you know you're right in the heart of Scarborough. You're very close to the, our region as well, and it's it's a very high demand area. You have a lot of people looking to rent in this area as well. So if this is an investment property that you're purchasing us for, there's a really good chance that you will have this leased out in in a week or ten days. Heather, remind our listeners about this property and where they can get more information. Okay, this property, it's four bedrooms, three bathrooms. It's listed at 599900 And for more information, they can contact Helen Liu at 905-554-5522. Asif, that's our show for this week. Great show, Tina. Thank you very much. Remember, if you need to connect with Asif Khan or if you missed any part of On the Market, go to our website, 1059theregion.com. 
Thanks for listening. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca.